0: And I'm reading verses 1 through 9. Hear the word of God. At that very time, there was some present who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. He asked them, do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will also perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think they were worse offenders than all others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found None. So he said to the gardeners, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year till I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good, but if not, you can cut it down. So what's in your wallet? Credit cards, debit cards, driver's license, fishing license, is there a coupon, is there a prescription card, is there a gift card? Maybe a post-it note with uh, your passwords on it just in case of an emergency, like if your wallet got stolen or something like that. I looked in my wallet, and I discovered that I had a coupon for Chick-fil-A, for uh, Chick-fil-A in Brentwood. Back in 2020, it would have been good. I had in my wallet, I have in my wallet, a get-out-of-hell-free card. It is orange. It looks like a Chance Monopoly card. There is that mustached uh, Monopoly man on one side, and on the back, Anselm's Theory of Atonement. Get out of hell free. I just hold on to that just in case. May need it for a presbytery meeting. Who knows? I don't know. I have in my wallet a business card that has all white, just an all-white business card, with two words. The two words, Stop talking. It was handed to me mid-sentence by Mo Hill. I plan to find an occasion to give it back to him, I think. So what's in your wallet? In your wallet, there's some, something that identifies you, organ donor. This is what I care about. This is who I am. This is who I lean on in an emergency. I'm curious about the wallet of the man in the parable, What do we know about him? His address is that of a vineyard. And he has on his calendar that at least once a year, at least once a year, he surveys the vineyard. What he cares about is that he has a desire for other people to understand his point of view. See here, see here. For three years, I have come looking for figs on this fig tree, and I still find none. What's in his wallet? I think some degree of patience. After all, one year, no fruit. Two years, no fruit. Three years, no fruit. Patience. One, two, three strikes. You're out. That seems fair. Unless you don't think it's, well, sometimes I think it's not always good to have that many strikes. I remember back, oh, maybe 25, 26 years ago now, maybe longer, talking to my neighbor. And my neighbor asked me, how come, how come it is that when I call my kids in, it takes forever? They never come in when I say so. And your children all come in when Beth calls them. And I simply said, one strike and you're out. He looked at me. I said, that's it. They get one strike. And if that doesn't work, they get Beth's eye. You don't want Beth's eye. It stills the fear of God into you. I saw it once myself, I said to, to him. Uh, that neighbor never talked to me again. Um, but the vineyard owner in the parable he has a long leash. Letting that fig tree go for three years, it's, it's in his wallet. Part of his identity, part of his identity is also that he is an employer. He hires someone else to do his dirty work. We might surmise that he is someone who likes to keep his nails clean and his hands soft, ordering his gardener to get to work. See here, three years, no fruit. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? Part of his his identity, what he carries, is money in his wallet. We know this. He looks at life through a monetary lens. He cares not for the shape and shade of the tree, the tree's structure. No, that tree has no feelings for him. Cut it down. It's wasting the soil. The tree is all about business. And if it isn't contributing to society, throw it to the heap. It's like that show that my son used to watch when he was small. I enjoyed the program immensely. It was hosted by Ringo Starr. Do you remember? Thomas the Tank Engine. Did you all see that show? Wonderful show. Little model trains moving through the countryside of England. Beautiful train engines with personalities. There was Thomas and there was James and Percy and Henry. And every program there was a task for those train engines to complete. And every show had a repeated compliment. You're a very useful engine. You're a very useful engine. The show was all about usefulness, and I liked that. And so after the show was over, I'd look at my young son, Michael, and say, You're expensive now, but one day I hope you'll be useful. I know that seems harsh. But usefulness is how we look at life, isn't it? whether you're useful or not like the one who rolled down his car window and shouted to the person who is panhandling get a job that's how we measure life by monetary reasons it was never more clear cut to me when i first traveled to the infirmary in jamaica large concrete concrete building where they put everyone in Jamaica who was no longer useful. So it had people who in it were suffering from mental illness or someone who might have lost a leg to diabetes. There were people who were in there just because they were old and no longer useful. And the image I cannot get out of my mind is when pulling up in the bus and looking out the window and a person just hosing people off with a hose. Mm. The church came to the infirmary and said, we're not going to say that a person's worth is measured by what they give. We're going to measure the quality of life by what we can give. That's in the wallet of the church. We carry a cross. Cut it down. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? The gardener. The gardener. He's the other person in this parable. Now what's in his wallet? I'm not sure he carries a whole lot of awareness in his wallet. I suspect that he's reported to work at least five days a week. And what he's been doing all these years is it's like he's not paying attention. Doesn't he seem to understand that the tree is there for business purposes? And it's only when the landowner says, look at that, that he does something about it. Awareness is not always in our wallets either. Sometimes we need to say... We need someone to say, hey, look, pay attention. There are refugees. And we don't always notice. If they're from Syria or Haiti or Sudan, we don't always notice. But then, you know, once in a while it captures our attention. Ukraine? What does that say about us? What do we carry in our wallets? Lack of awareness. Is that what he has in his wallet, this gardener? But then again, it, <laughs> it might be that he's working in a vineyard. The gardener may have thought that his job was all about grapes. Now he's just learned that figs, figs too, are in his job description. What's in the gardener's wallet? Boldness. Boldness is in the gardener's wallet. The boss says, cut it down. And he says to his boss, I refuse to take your order. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Who backs talks to their boss? I mean, what's the definition of boss? It's the person who's in charge. You don't backtalk to a boss. I saw that documentary this week on Putin's rise to power and it begins with Putin assembling all his cabinet and asking them one by one what they think about going into uh, Ukraine and all of them said exactly what the boss wanted. Now that's a boss. He's in charge. The gardener says to his boss, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you cut it down. What can say about the gardener is he's 365 days more patient than his boss. Four strikes and you're out. While he can postpone the judgment day, there will be a judgment day. Everyone knows this. In fact, that's what they asked Jesus about in the context of this parable. They ask, Why is it that all those people tragically died? Is it God's judgment? And Jesus' reply is, No. No. Jesus' reply is that of John the Baptist bear fruit worthy of repentance. For the axe is laid at the root of the tree. The answer is no. What's in your wallet? Jesus is asking us, I think, what's in our wallets. Is there anything that identifies us as living for the kingdom of God? Jesus gives an answer. He says, look again at the gardener. For there's something in the gardener that is missing. He has care. I'll dig around it. He has hope. If it bears fruit next year, well, then good. Ah, there's joy in the kingdom. The hope, if it bears fruit next year, well, then good. But if not, let me tell you something, boss. You cut it down. You see, the gardener is not in the tree removal business. You cut it down. I carry no axe. It has been very clear to us, it has been made very clear to us that our Lord's identity Is wrapped around saving the lost. When can you give up on the lost? After one year? No. After two years? No. After three years? After four? No. On what day does the father quit turning on the porch light? Quit going out onto the porch and surveying the horizon and waiting for his prodigal to come home? When does that end? never the business card of Jesus is saving the lost saving the lost 24/7 365 days of year forever and ever and ever amen and apparently that job is a dangerous job for how long was Jesus in ministry? I've heard it said one year, two years, three years. That's it. Three years and he's out. Cut him down. It seems we find him fruitless. We have a little patience for how he deals with others. Cut him down. We run out of patience with how he asks us to deal with our enemies. Cut him down. Turn the other cheek. You got to be kidding. Turn the other cheek. You got to be kidding. Cut him down. We have little patience when he gets into our wallets. Give all that you have. No, no, no. Cut him down. But what's in God's wallet? is that the Lord knows what to do with stumps. For resurrection is like a root out of dry ground. What's in God's wallet but your photo in mine? And we are all children of God. And this becomes our identity. For we carry that love. The generosity of giving is there. For who, to whom much is given, much is expected. You'll find in our wallets a card that says we're an organ donor. We give our hearts, our body, our blood for others. There is a fishing license that says we're out looking for the lost. There's a get out of jail free card for those who have sinned against us. And all the credit goes to God, and our password is grace upon grace, and I'll stop talking now.